Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I've known Carol Todd uh, for 10 years, and I've spoken with Carol about uh, many issues, many uh, Many developments, criminal and otherwise, they all had to do with kids, or most of them had to do with kids and justice. And yesterday, in a Vancouver courtroom, a jury returned five guilty verdicts against Aidan Colban, extortion, harassment, communication with a young person to commit a sexual offense, and possession and distribution of child pornography. The young person, of course, was Carol's daughter, Amanda, from Port Coquitlam, who took her own life in 2012. And um, Carol has been working very hard for 10 years to create an environment where kids are more safe, certainly online, than they are now and were for some time. The website uh, you should visit and uh, really pay attention to, please, amandatodlegacy.org. Carol, we talked about so many things over the years, talked to so many people. You've been a a guest uh, on this program and you've talked to um, other guests and provided them with information live on the air. What was it like for you yesterday in the courtroom when you finally heard this individual, Colban, found guilty? Hi, Roy. Um, Hi. It was a, a more of a surreal experience to know that um, after all these years, um, we were in a courtroom and it all started, the trial started on June the 6th. Right. Um, I, I don't I don't know what I was expect for the best in hearing guilty verdicts. And when I heard each count read out loud and the four person jury, four person saying guilty, it was it, it, it was just oh, I, I, breathtaking. Um, there are no words to describe it. It it was just one of those experiences and one that keeps replaying in my head. I mean, there's lots to that I saw, lots that I heard, but that moment is what keeps just running through my head, and I see it, and it, it's just, I don't know, breathtaking right now. That's that's my word. Yeah, and guilty of, of all five charges. There was no question. There was no, well, he's not guilty on this charge. He's guilty on all five of them, and that's added to the fact that he was found guilty of similar offenses in the Netherlands. That's right. Um, in 2017, he had a trial against 39 other victims, 78 charges, and he was he was found guilty on, um, I think, most of those charges. And so he got a conviction of a sentencing of 10 years and eight months, which is the maximum that the Dutch judici- judicial system could give. And so he he was still he's still currently serving that time and with this conviction it adds more time and it keeps him in prison which is the ultimate outcome so that he can't get out and reoffend ever like for a, a long while so yeah um, one, glad that happened 
One of the things, when you and I spoke earlier today off the air, um, one of the things that you mentioned, and I think it's so critically important, is that this can't be a situation where it's making headline news today and will for a few days and then people get on to other things. This is significant, a significant development. It has to be taken seriously. The individual component parts have to be dealt with. Parents have to be aware. Young people have to be made aware. And it's, 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 it's a step forward. It's an opportunity to provide an education and provide um, uh, reasoning with, with young people not to be exploited. And uh, sextortion is the word, yes? Yes, sextorted is the word. Although in the courtroom I heard um, legal counsel for the other side talk about they weren't going to use the word sextortionist to refer to Mr. Coban. Um and, and I, for me, I just sort of shook my head. And if sextortion isn't a word that's used in the criminal code, um, it should be. Because 12 years ago when this started happening with Amanda and 10 years ago after she died and, and eight years ago when Mr. Coban was first arrested, um, the platform, the landscape of, of technology use in kids and predators was, I would say, different we we didn't know the word sextortion existed and now here we are in 2022 and in my um news alerts all i see is sextortion and the fbi is putting out alerts and warnings to young people and parents um the rcmp is um these organizations that deal with the safety of, of children and online exploitation they're talking about it and it's happening to boys and girls and so Previously, it was thought that it was a, a a girl victimization situation, but it's happening to girls and boys. So there needs to be a conversation. There needs to be more awareness. Um, adults, parents, law enforcement, we need to we need to ramp it up. Talk about it more. Explain it so that we can talk to our young people about the protection. They need to think about when they're online, and and I have nothing wrong. I have no problems with technology and and being online, but we need to we need to really think about privacy, what we share, um, who's at the other end, um, and and all those things that lead to the exploitation of a of a person, right? Um, and then the next step is if you are being exploited, if you did share that image, if you did take that, if you did talk to someone that, you know, turns out wasn't a, is a bad person, then what do you do next? You have to, you yes. have to talk to someone. You have to tell yes. your young person, you tell your parents, trusted adult, you report it to the RCMP with the support of an adult, right? And so now we know this, this case of Amanda's is, is precedent setting. In, yeah. in at least our country. Um, and now they can use it as case law. And if if someone's reporting it to the police and the police say we can't do anything, I call bullshit. Yeah, no, <laughs> things, things, can be done. things have to be done. You know, uh, language is evolving constantly. Technology is creating this language evolution. So it's exploitation. is just a natural evolution of this technological language, and it has to do with young people, or sometimes not so young people, being uh, sexually exploited online. And kids are particularly vulnerable. They're the ones who uh, who need the protection. They're the ones who need the knowledge. 
And going forward, and to honor Amanda's memory, this has to be taken very seriously, and what you're doing has to be taken very seriously. And uh, parents need to take advantage of the opportunity. If they are afraid of uh, perhaps exposing they don't know that much about technology to their kids, doesn't matter. Make sure that you're the leaders in the family. You take the lead. Uh, Carol, the Crown Attorney pointed out uh, to the jury, as I understand it in closing arguments, that there were hard drives that were seized from Coban's home, and they, those hard drives had uh, connections to your to your daughter Amanda. So how that doesn't how that doesn't qualify as at least a lead towards exploitation? I have no idea. Yeah, there were seven hard drives that were um, found. Um, and they and the Dutch police investigated all of them. Of course, um, in the trial in 2017, that's when the investigation. Well, in 20, a covert operation, and Mr. Coban was um, one of their the lead suspects. So they did a whole undercover operation to to find and and. Uh, get information from all these and then when the Canadian trial was in like investigation was announced um, the Dutch worked with the Canadians RCMP in order to um, share that information and there were files left like they found fragments of files in Mr. Coban's computer hard drives with Amanda's name on it however those files ended up being empty there was only fragments of conversation and videos specific ones and so that became circumstantial Mm -hmm. because it wasn't direct so that's the part that really worried me in um for the jury to determine right if it if it's really enough evidence to make him guilty on those charges of child pornography um which of course they the jury came up with guilty so i'm so happy with that but i have to honestly say those are the ones that really worried me yeah and the the jury uh, i understand i understand that concern you would have the jury came down with its verdicts very quickly there was no delay it was it was they on friday the judge evelyn um put a charge out to the jury uh that ended at about 2 30 and at 2 37 the jury was dismissed to start deliberating um, and they deliberated until about 10 p.m. that night and then came back on Saturday morning at 9.30. Um, the jury had a question, and it was answered by the courts. And then um, I went out along with everyone else, exited the courtroom to get some fresh air, and within three minutes we were asked to come back in because the jury had a verdict. So um, it was very, very fast. Uh, we didn't expect it to be that fast. We thought that they'd still be deliberating today, Sunday. Um, and I was talking to some other reporters, and they were amazed that the jury came back so quickly. So um, yeah, it was it was in a blink of a like. There were some reporters that I talked to that couldn't even get there in time, right? Because no one was expecting it. Yeah, you know when uh, when the story of the guilty verdicts came down yesterday afternoon. I just started thinking about Amanda. Never met her, obviously. Talked to you about her on a number of occasions, obviously, as we've now known each other for 10 years. But I started thinking about your daughter, and I started thinking about how Amanda can be a significant um, facilitator, if you will, for an improvement in the understanding of 
the knowledge of, and disposition toward what is online and what is online and is harmful, particularly to young people. So, so your daughter, I, I, I would imagine this probably happened to a lot of people. We just started thinking about Amanda and what we remember about her and conversations we've had uh, had with you. Mm. And re- she really can be the facilitator for just remembering what happened and, and your message. And, you know, AmandaToddLegacy.org, she can be a facilitator for, the, for all of us. Well, she put her story out there before any of us even had a sense it, of all the things she was feeling emotionally right. um, with her YouTube video, right? And she told yeah. her story. So that's her testimony out there. And I hope that during sentencing, we'll, it would be able to be played so that we know her whole story and how she was feeling. So Amanda put her voice out there and she wanted to be heard. Story. So all of us, we're just, we're just following what she wanted when she was alive, right? And I'm sure she would have wanted this in after her passing not to stop. And and we haven't stopped. We've kept going. Um, sextortion wasn't a word in our vocabulary back in, in 2012. Um, it certainly is now, and it's got to be more so. And I, I compare it to we have uh, toolkits. We have, now we have mental health toolkits. We have to have a technology toolkit that we need to, be able to talk to um, our kids about our kids and our students, you know, in our classrooms. And we can't be afraid to talk about it. Like, uh, you know, we talk about um, safe sex and, and drinking and driving with our with our children, not thinking that they'll go out and do whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it's a precaution, it's a prevention. And, and that's what's what's needed. Yeah, and you're and you're hearing from parents and educators yes. around the world, uh, across this country, yes. and internationally. They're contacting you, and you've spoken internationally, and you've you've dealt with parents who've said, "Please, we need help." So, uh, talk to us a little bit about that, Carol, because the need is obvious. The need is obvious. I've been many places around the world and had conversations online with parents of, um, you know this has happened to their child. One that particularly stands out um, is a mom I met. Uh, She's from the U.S. I met her about eight or nine years ago at an event. And she has been a strong advocate in talking about this with her children. And she recently messaged me and, and said, because of meeting me and Amanda's story, she's talked to her kids and her, her teenage son came to her uh, not too long ago and told her um, he had done something online and he was being extorted, sexploited online. Um, and, and together they, they went to the police and, and or they dealt with it, right? And she said without Amanda's story and without her conversation, her son wouldn't have, wouldn't have even known, wouldn't have been able to come to her only because kids feel that they're going to get in trouble. And so my message to adults and parents out there, if your child is coming to you with something, um, keep the emotions aside, the anger, and and listen and help. Because as parents, that's um, what we were made to do in our parenting role, right? Um, Getting angry and and handing a punishment down isn't going to solve the problem. So um, calmness and, and good listening 
solve the problem. Yeah, I mean, we tell kids uh, if you're at a party somewhere and you've had a couple of drinks uh, and you need a lift home, it doesn't matter whether it's 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, call, because we'll go. Exactly. Right? So, yep. This is and we can tell kids we can tell kids not to drink until they're you know nineteen in Canada, um, and, and we can tell kids not to have sex, right? But the percentage are, are they're teenagers, they're young people, they're going to do things. Think of the things that we did as adults when we were younger, right? Without telling our parents, it's going to happen. So that's why it's important just to you know have those ongoing conversations and and build that that trust and communication so that your kids aren't afraid to come to you because they are going to fall into situations where they they can't deal with it like adult problems but a, a youth brain um that's 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 part of what amanda's legacy is all about that's why i've i've kept going on this one because it's it's not just amanda's story it's it's anyone's story it could be anyone's story so yeah If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.